Hello there, and welcome to The Binge 10. I'm Larry Goldman, and let's talk about what has premiered over the last couple weeks, what's good, what's just okay, what's worth watching. So, uh, let's start with Paradise. So, this is in Spanish on HBO Max. This is the story of a few kids who die while investigating the murder of one of their sisters. But they do reappear as ghosts in their town, so they can continue investigating all the weirdness that's going on. The story moves kind of slow. They don't explain much on the supernatural stuff. So they take it kind of, you know, really one episode at a time where just not enough happens. So I think Paradise is is just okay right now, maybe even teetering toward uh, don't recommend. Uh, Big Mouth, uh, back on Netflix for a whole new season is Big Mouth. They're in eighth grade now, and we tackle all of the major issues around body shaming, queer relationships, true love, and the ramifications of hate. Uh, like all seasons, there are some really fantastic fall-off-the-couch laughing episodes, and some are just okay. They do kind of this Muppet episode for Christmas instead of animation, which is a little new. It's kind of different. All in all, you have to keep watching Big Mouth. And if you haven't seen Big Mouth, you should definitely start. This is as good a season as any to start with. Uh, You definitely don't have to start at the beginning. Definitely the shame episode is probably my favorite of this season. I always recommend Big Mouth. Um, Arcane on Netflix. Arcane is an actual series, which Netflix doesn't do that often. This is an animated series based on a video game. Uh, The general premise is that there are two cities within one. One living above ground that are kind of the rich people, and one living below, which are kind of the criminals and the poor people. There's plenty of them versus us drama, but there's a really good kind of steampunk science fiction show that's trying to use science to harness magic. Action's pretty good. I like the magic story. I'm recommending Arcane. Dexter New Blood. So Dexter Morgan is back, living what looks like somewhere cold in the Pacific Northwest. He now sells guns under the name of Jimmy, where he hallucinates about his dead sister and dates the local sheriff. So it's a small town with nice people, so he doesn't have to kill people any longer. But what happens when some evil people do in fact come into town on vacation? I don't think he'll be able to control himself, even if he's a little out of practice. I recommend Dexter. It's funny. He still talks to himself. He's got some good one-liners. And there's some good kills. Um, We've got Immoral Compass. So Bill Burr created a Quibi series with little skits kind of testing the boundaries of what people can actually handle. Uh, With the massive demise of Quibi, Roku picked up all their assets. And so they just released the Immoral Compass series all at once. Like any skit series, there's some good ones. There's some bad ones. Uh, The good news is that they're only about seven minutes long. So you don't have to endure the bad ones for too long. Immoral Compass, I would say, is just okay. Though I am a huge Bill Burr fan, and I can't stop myself from watching it. There are are some really, really good skits. Um, Some of it is just uh, uh, kind of uh, cringy. Uh, We got Dope Sick. So on Hulu, Dope Sick is yet another drama about the evils of Oxycontin and the opioid issues in America and the painkiller epidemic. Goliath just did this on Amazon Prime, and now Hulu is giving a try with Michael Keaton, 
Rosario Dawson and Peter Sarsgaard. I think Michael Keaton is actually the driver behind the show. I think he's an executive producer. Uh, the acting with all these guys is, of course, very, very good. And the story is a little more real life than Goliath. So they're actually, they're, they use the actual names of the Oxy inventors. This is the evil Sackler family. Uh, they use the actual name of their company, uh, Purdue Pharmaceuticals. Um, whereas Goliath kind of fictionalized the whole thing. And, you know, J.K. Simmons was the fictional CEO and he was always kind of working out and yelling at people. Um, uh, Dopesick is very good. Um, uh, as many times I feel like as I've watched a show about the op- opioid em- ep- epidemic, uh, whether it's a documentary or a fictionalized drama, this is a fictionalized drama, though, I, though again, I think there's a book behind it. Dope Sick works. It's good. Uh, they're really exposing kind of what I think really happened and how we got to where we're at with opioids. Um, it's a good show. So I'm, I'm recommending Dope Sick. Um, Yellowstone just started. Come on. Everybody loves a Yellowstone. Kevin Costner and the whole gang is back at Yellowstone Ranch. They did not have the guts to kill off anyone after last season's finale where everybody either got blown up or they got shot. So everyone's still alive. They're injured or slightly injured. And now we're out for revenge, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Rip and Beth have kind of pseudo-adopted a kid all of a sudden. Jamie's going to buy his own ranch. Ranch. The whole uh, family hates him. Not exactly sure why they hate him. Uh, and, uh, you know, Beth has kind of taken over with the quick speeches and little anecdotes and all the metaphors and, uh, you know, every uh, kind of uh, uh, monologue she gives is some sort of ode to, uh, uh, you know, here's what I think about life, liberty, and happiness. And, uh, you know, she's kind of taken over Kevin Costner's role in this way. She's very upset. She's very angry. She got kind of blown up and burnt. Um, and she's ready to torch the entire city to find out who did it and how they did it and why they did it. And she's coming after everyone. I recommend Yellowstone. It's completely ridiculous. I can't help but loving it. The Shrink Next Door on Apple TV. Uh, Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd star is kind of a dark comedy where Rudd is a feral psychiatrist in Manhattan in the early 80s. Uh, we keep flash forwarding from time to time to 2010, where Will is destroying Rudd's house. I think we're not exactly sure. Um, Apple's released the first three episodes. They mostly circle around how Rudd is helping Will Ferrell's character come out of his shell, try to be the man he always wanted himself to be, overcome his very triggering and 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 and, and hurtful bar mitzvah. And Will's sister fights to keep Pharaoh just the way he is. She likes him that way. Is she controlling him? Is she like him because she wants to boss him around? And now he's not bossable anymore. Who knows? But you do get the sense that Rudd is manipulating him, somehow going to take advantage of him, especially as he gets more and more of a sense of how rich Will Ferrell's character is. Marty. Marty is Will. Farrell's character. I recommend The Shrink Next Door. How can't it be good? Swagger. So on Apple TV, this is a show about an eighth grade basketball stud 
who has dreams of the NBA. The mom wants a better life and get them out of their neighborhood in, in Maryland. All the other teams are rooting against him because he's seen as kind of this prima donna. His coach, who is Ice Cube's son in real life, uh, wants to watch out for the kids. He's trying to decrease the pressure on the kids and just trying to work on their development as basketball players. But he doesn't have the same financial backing that some of the other teams do, and he's struggling to keep his team together. Show's a little dull. It's a little underacted, actually. But the coach is really, really good, and the dunks are fantastic. I think Swagger is just okay. I'm going to keep watching it, though. Uh, The game, sticking with sports, uh, this time's on Paramount+. Plus. The game is about a rich Las Vegas guy named the Colonel, and he's starting a new NFL team in Las Vegas. Story circles around the difficulties around starting up a new franchise, the players and the agents. There's some laughs, but mostly it's a drama, really a, really a soap opera. Uh, but the football angle, angle for me makes it a little entertaining. I think the game is just okay. I'm going to try to keep watching it. It just started. And finishing up with Narcos Mexico. On Netflix, this show is fantastic. I finished it in a weekend. How can't you? Uh, uh, it takes a, uh, a very unique set of writers and actors and directors and creators and producers to make a, a show this fantastic again and again and again. Uh, this season revolves around the cooperation between the government and the Juarez Plaza cartel who teams up with the Cali supply chain, become the biggest cocaine wholesaler in the U.S. Amato, you know, the pilot from last season, he's the one that comes out in top on in Juarez. He keeps kind of this low profile, and that's why the government really likes him. And everybody is fighting against the Aralenos, who are running the Tijuana Plaza, including the DEA is focused on them. There's a bit of a side story about women who go missing in Juarez, which is a known problem there. Even to this day, the um, uh, the old series, it didn't last very long. The Bridge was about the same, this same issue. Um, Narcos is absolutely fantastic. You know, there's some wins for the DEA, but they definitely make the war on drugs look very, very difficult to win. And the winds look small. Uh, but it's my highest recommendation. Narcos Mexico is just one of those shows. It's, it's on the highest end of, of TV and movies right now. A bunch of stuff ended in the last week, week and a half. So Impeachment ended and that series was absolutely fantastic. I highly recommend it. I do not know what it must be like for the Clintons to watch this show. Um, it's It's funny. Uh, Clive Owen as Bill Clinton was a fantastic choice. It's it's like choosing Michael Keaton to be Batman. Nobody would have guessed it would have worked. Um, whereas uh, casting Edie Falco as Hillary was a simple choice, and it worked fantastically. The woman that plays Monica Lewinsky is phenomenal. The, you know, the, the whole cast, which is, you know, the whole cast that shows up in every American crime uh, season in, in every American horror story season are just killing it again and again and again. Sarah Paulson's going to go down as one of the best actresses of a, of her generation, if not the best actress of her generation. Uh, Why the Last Man ended as well. 
it was the opposite of impeachment. It was completely unthrilling. It was completely uninteresting. I like the concept. The story is so slow. It ends really poorly with no really way of bringing you into the next season, a really interesting reason why I'd want to watch it next season. Um, can't recommend why. Uh, I've recently taken Be Positive off the DVR. The show is turned about an assisting living facility. Annalie Ashford is still one of the cutest and best comedic actresses out there. But after the kidney transplant, the writers clearly have no idea what to do with this show. Uh, Middleton cannot carry it on his own. And though they did bring in like all of the oldest, best TV sitcom stars of all time. Um, it, 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 again, it's a show about assisted living facility. It's, it's just not, it's not going to work. Um, I know what you did last summer ended uh, on Friday. It did wrap itself up. In fact, there's an after credit scene where Margot just completely lays it out for you, how it all worked out. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think this was a little bit better than one of us is lying, you know, uh, but I still, still keep it as just okay status. I'm not sure how they can really do a season two. Uh, one of us is lying completely set themselves up for season two. And this, this one didn't, uh, quite do that. So I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Doom Patrol ended this week. This show is wacky. It's fun. It's quirky. I think it will be a bit more of a superhero show next season. A little more action. A little less contemplation. Um, I recommend Doom Patrol. I like it. I, I, I tell you, it is an acquired taste, though. So my top ten um, for series for this week um, is number 10 is the lost symbol. Uh, I I think we finally get to the finale last week. It can't come soon enough. I really wish they made this eight episodes and not 10. Uh, it just seems like this guy just keeps hanging on and hanging on, and hanging on. And I feel like we've solved the puzzle like, like four times. Um, they can never seem to outsmart, you know, Josh, I I'm ready for this to end, but you know, it pulls me in. Uh, number nine is Invasion on Apple TV. We finally saw an alien. We kind of see what they look like. Uh, we kind of know how they communicate. So I think people now know that this is an actual alien invasion, not a series of terrorist attacks. I bumped Guilty Party. I like Kate Beckinsale. I like what she's doing. I think she's funny. It's just not holding it together to make the top ten for me. Um, sinner Bill Pullman cannot stop investing in the crime. His OCD is kicking in. He doesn't care if he breaks up with his girlfriends. He doesn't care if he pisses everybody off in the town, but he is starting to get to the real facts though. Seven Tacoma FD, the best comedy on TV. The chief and Lucy play a game of chicken. She threatens to marry the police chief's son this week. Number six, the shrink next door. Number five is Yellowstone. Number four, bumping this way up Acapulco. Maximo is just too nice of a guy who can never seem to get out of his own way to score Julia as his girlfriend. This is a hidden gem. Family friendly, funny, it's kind of sweet. Um, you got to watch Acapulco. Uh, it, it, it's really a hidden gem. Three is Foundation. 
We get to the end of the first crisis this week. We see the beginnings of the plot against the Empire. We get a glimpse of what the sculpture on Terminus might actually be. Season finale is next week. I've liked it. Uh, American Rust. Um, it was a great episode where Harry tried to get the evidence, uh, get rid of the evidence on Billy last week. Of course, then Billy gets the shit kicked out of him in prison. It took a week off. I think it will end next week. Number one, of course, is Succession. Kendall's losing all of his partners, but he's working behind the scenes to make sure the uh, family does not lose control. This, the episode that just aired yesterday on Sunday was one of the best ones ever. I, I just fall down laughing. Can't believe what's happening type of stuff. Um, so that is my top 10. You know, I still am watching uh, Guilty Party, The Game, Swagger, Dexter, Arcane, Dopesick. I, I think Dopesick, I'm still trying to catch up on Dopesick. I think it ends this week. But it's a really good show. If I, I wish I had started a little bit earlier, probably would have made the top 10. Um of course, Acapulco uh, is my, you know, that's, I'm, I'm still watching La Brea, Home Economics, of course, The Neighborhood. Big Leap, it's a hidden, Big Leap is a hidden pleasure for me, is a guilty pleasure for me. I still can't get it to crack the top 10, though. But if you want to watch something all the way through, you want to just binge it, you want to sit down on a rainy or a snowy Monday, you want to go all the way through something, here's the 10 I'd recommend. It's Another Life. On Netflix, Lock and Key on Netflix, You on Netflix, Sex Education on Netflix, Clickbait on Netflix, Five is White Lotus on HBO, White Lotus on HBO Max, Four is C on Apple TV, Three is Goliath, uh, Four, Two is Money Heist, and Number One is of course Narcos Mexico. Um, there is a million things coming out this week. It is going to be hard to keep up with this. Uh, Southside on HBO Max comes out. It's a comedy about the Southside of Chicago. The World According to Jeff Goldblum. The Mayor of Kingstown, really looking forward to this one. Um, Kyle Chandler, uh, Jeremy Renner. Uh, so really, really looking forward to that one. Yellow Jackets on Showtime. stars Juliette Lewis. The Flash comes back. I ditched that series a while ago. I just couldn't deal with all the time travel, but I know people like it. Marvel's Hit Monkey, so it's on Hulu, not Disney+. Plus. It is animated. Got great voices. Jason Sudeikis, George Takai, who you know as Sulu, Olivia Munn, uh, Tiger King, coming out for a second season. I don't know how that's going to work, but it's happening. I know people are going to go crazy about it. Jagged is a documentary on HBO about Alanis Morissette. I guess she's in it. She did interviews, but she doesn't like it. Okay. The Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO, created by Mindy Kaling. I like almost everything she does, so I'll be watching that. Star Trek Discovery. So finally, one of the Star Treks coming back on Paramount+. Plus. Cowboy Bebop uh, looks great on Netflix. Hellbound on Netflix looks great. King Richard. On HBO Max, so this is the movie biopic about uh, Selena, uh, Serena, and Vanessa's uh, 
uh, Williams, Serena Williams' father, uh, Will Smith playing Richard Williams. A uh, Wheel of Time. So if you don't know what Wheel of Time is, that's going to come out on Amazon on Friday. That is a 16-book series by a guy named Robert Jordan who died. Uh, another author named Brandon Sanderson um, finished up the series for him. It's probably my fa- favorite fantasy series of all time. More than Lord of the Rings. More than the Shannara series. Um, this is really good stuff. Obviously, I'm going to be watching it. I recommend you watch it. Amazon usually goes big. It'll be big budget. It's usually well done. Uh, obviously, I have uh, very, very high expectations because I did like the books so much. Uh, so finally, it has been a couple of weeks, and I have watched a couple of movies. So Dune on HBO Max, and it's in the theaters. Uh, another try at Frank Herbert's uh, book. Uh uh, this has been done a couple times no, so far. It's definitely big budget. It's well done. Lots of stars. Tim, Timothy Chalamet, Josh Brolin, Jason Momoa. Movie is pretty good, but if you are a Dune fanatic, you will be a little disappointed how little this first movie gets through the book. Uh, I mean, I think it only gets through the first couple hundred pages. Uh, so we're really teed up for the second movie. This didn't have like some great ending. Uh, it's just kind of like, and on to the next movie. Um, hopefully they'll do like a matrix and film like two movies at once or something. So they come out pretty quick. Um, army of thieves. So this is the prequel to army of the dead, you know, Zach Snyder vehicle. He wrote and directed army of the dead. He wrote army of thieves, but didn't direct it. Uh, the story focuses on the safe cracker from army of the dead. That's kind of his origin story and how he, gets mixed up with stealing stuff and uh, robbing banks. Uh, if, if you saw Army of the Dead, it ends with one of the beginning scenes of Army of the Dead where uh, Safecracker meets uh, Dave Bautista. There's some great laughs, some decent action. I thought the movie's probably just okay, maybe just a little bit better than okay. Um, uh, I saw Eternals uh, at the movie theater. Newest Marvel movie is one of the linchpins of the new storylines that are going to be coming out. I didn't read a lot of these comics, but I think the general story and the plot about ancient beings sent to Earth by celestials, who are basically gods, to protect them against deviants, which are like demons, is very interesting. I thought that was kind of interesting. The movie itself isn't as funny as they want it to be. Um, it should be a lot funnier. You know, they got everybody to be in this movie, Salma Hayek and, and, you know, Angelina Jolie and many others. And they just couldn't crack the jokes totally correctly. It just didn't kind of work. The whole story doesn't quite come together the way it should. I thought Eternals was just okay, which is unfortunate because I don't think Disney's on a really big roll here. Um, I've got to try Shang-Chi. That's on Disney Plus for free. I'll have to try that one. That didn't do great in the theaters. Uh, but you know, uh, Winter Soldier was, you know, so, so Loki was okay. It's better, better than Winter Soldier. That's for sure. WandaVision was great, but Marvel's just not on a real roll here. Black Widow wasn't so great. So I, I'm, I'm hoping they get their mojo back here. I think there's a Thor coming out. I think there's a Hawkeye coming out. Uh, you know, they, 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 their backload is huge. So, um, um, I think there's a bunch of stuff. 
so finally, Red Notice on Netflix, another heist movie. This one stars Gal Gadot and Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if someone specifically writes all of Reynolds' parts or he writes his own lines after he agrees to do something. But he just keeps playing the same wise-cracking anti-hero like Deadpool in all of his most recent roles. The thing is, I like it every time. I mean, he's great in this. He's funny in this. Some great. He does some great action. I mean, the one who has the best action is Gal Gadot. She's kicking ass in this movie. Uh, it's basically it shows about two rival art thieves, Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot, uh, and they're both trying to steal these three Cleopatra eggs so they can sell for three hundred million dollars. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is the FBI agent trying to track them down and bust them both. Great laughs, great action. Like I said, Gal Gadot does the most ass kicking. Uh, the Rock and uh, Ryan Reynolds mostly wind up on their ass most of this. I highly recommend Red Notice. Uh, and, uh, I did just read that it, uh, uh, it was Netflix's top, uh, movie it's ever, you know, debuted, you know, on, on the streaming channel, Red Notice, the top, the number one, uh, I read that Extraction is actually their number one viewed movie with Hemsworth, Thor, um, but Red Notice wins for being number one. All right. Well, that is a lot. And as you can tell, by all the stuff that's coming out this week, we're going to have a lot to talk about next week. Can't wait. Good TV watching to you.